signatures detected. Shield up. Signatures detected. Context Southfleet Command. What's happening? Co- context Southfleet Command. Delay that order. Context Southfleet Command. This is the captain. Context Southfleet Command. Get out of my chair. 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 We have engaged the Klingons. Klingons. Welcome to the greatest discovery. It's a new Star Trek podcast from the makers of the Greatest Generation. I'm Adam Pranica. I'm Ben Harrison, coming to you on tape, if you're listening to this as a podcast, but live on video if you're watching this on the Twitch stream. Have you wanted to know how the show got made, how it would look to make the show? (laughs) Yeah. Buckle up. Have never been very curious about that, to be honest. Uh. Hey, congratulations to Yusong out there making partner, I saw, on the Twitch. Yeah. Big congrats to him. Uh, big fans of Doughboys and Yusung specifically, and yeah. uh, just doing an impossible thing, making partner. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you do it because you yeah. do all the things that Twitch says you have to do to make partner, and then they say take a hike, bozo. Yeah, that's that's my experience of it. Yeah, mine too. I mean, I <laughs> we're we're both in the in the Twitch ball kicking machine. Yeah, and yeah. it's not great. Not great. Um, well, Adam, this is a, a live episode, and we're uh, we're going to actually bring in our producer, Robs, 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 because mm-hmm. you and I don't know what happens on today's episode. We told That's Robs, right. uh, "Listen, buddy, we uh, we've been, we've been." We've been uh, we've been remiss. We haven't absorbed all of the new Star Trek news. We need to, and so Rob's uh, what Rob's has done is uh, come up with all of the news that's come out in the last few weeks about new like I mean, there's four series in production at this point, so there's a lot a lot to go over, I imagine. And yeah. uh, he is going to join us here with the magic of television internet. Well, enough is enough, and it's time. Hi. Hello, everyone. I don't like this at all. I'm not going to look at the feed during. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable, to say the least. Um, guys, yeah, I was. I scoured the web. I was like, first wow. contact day. What happened? I, I don't even remember. It feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. But I came up with some good stuff. Oh, good. I can't believe that any good stuff would be available for what we have to do here today, but apparently it is. Yeah. What do you say? Do you guys want to get into this episode and talk about some some Trek news? I mean, we've got a new Star Trek podcast here. We should be talking about the news. Why? When did I switch seats? I just looked up and now I'm in the middle? Yeah, I moved you into the middle. I don't like this. <laughs> Can you put me back where I was and put Rob's in my lap? Like, <laughs> Whoa, is this like a little man situation? Come here, Rob's. <laughs> I think what we should do is all become very little guys because we're going to have Rob's uh, play us some clips and we'll, oh, and good we'll call. live react to those clips uh, as we watch them here on the stream. So why don't we why don't we do a bit of that? <laughs> now we're really little. <laughs> oh, this is better. Have you heard about this character, Jean-Luc Picard? I've heard he's a tremendously popular Starfleet captain. There's going to be a second season. Yeah, so so second season is happening, is and and we've got a trailer to watch. Am yeah. I right? Yeah, it's a little tease. Let's see it. The true final frontier is time. Time can turn even our most impulsive 
our most ill-considered actions into history. What we do in a crisis often weighs upon us less heavily than what we wish we had done. What could have been. Time offers so many opportunities, but never second chances. Bajora Tablet. I'm a recurring character. <laughs> Are we going to get the scene where Q is at the pile of rocks where where human body Picard is buried and is like, I'm sorry I was too late, old friend. And then like a tap on his shoulder and Gollum Picard picks him up by like the scruff of the neck, <laughs> throws him across the winery. The first thing I honestly felt when I saw that trailer, and this is not the first time I've seen that trailer, but the first thing I thought about it when I saw it was uh, that the letter Q has changed meanings for me in the last four years. Mm -hmm. And I uh, couldn't help but first think (laughs) Picard has taken the red pill and is like a fucking dirtbag now. Uh, The second thing I thought was, wouldn't it be funny if it panned over that uh, playing card and it was a joker and we heard like a <laughs> the crossover no one asked for yeah, yeah. <laughs> Picard in the DC extended universe <laughs> wow oh my god it's dangerous um, people have been speculating that that tablet on his desk means Cisco may be involved in the new season and he he has also had run-ins with Q I mean we know John Delancey is involved but uh, Avery Brooks being involved would be some wild shit maybe the show can just pivot into two crime fighting golems <laughs> driving around the galaxy kicking ass yeah you know Picard plays by the book Cisco is a religious zealot does Avery Brooks even uh, even act anymore? I, last I saw, he was uh, he was teaching sometimes, but not even really doing much of that. Like I, I don't know. I mean, you got to imagine that he has a number at the very least. Everyone's got a number. Yeah. Here's the thing about Avery Brooks, though, and this is a projection, obviously, but like. Why would Avery Brooks be in a show that wasn't the Avery Brooks show? Right. Like, why would he play second to as great as Patrick Stewart is? Like, why would he Why would he be co-star? That's a good point. I mean, I guess P. Stew has had, like, the big movie career since his Star Trek days. And mm-hmm. the actors on the original series, like, famously got fucked out of royalties for that show. Mm-hmm. Did everybody else also get fucked out of royalties for Star Trek or did the actors unions address that when TNG happened? I don't know the answer to these questions. Like let's let's take a poll. Like are you pro are you pro Cisco and Picard season 2? Do you want this? I would, Do you want this even? I would enjoy it. I would enjoy it cuz I think that one of the things that I uh really wanted to see more of in Deep Space 9 is 
Like if Cisco really hates Picard and has an axe to grind with him, why why didn't they ever like go back to that and 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 deal with it anymore? Like they, it seemed like he blamed Picard for for everything. It was all yeah. Picard's problem, all Picard's fault, right. and uh, yeah, you know. And I think that like that's a, a reasonable position for a man in Cisco's, uh, you know, that dealt with what Cisco dealt with. But um, is is a golem impervious to a paw wraith? Like, could he oh. not go up into your eyeballs if you're a golem? Man. Maybe that's the ultimate defense. I mean, it seems like a pretty good defense. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, 359 Truther says, I want Kira in Picard season two more than Cisco. Shit. Hell yeah. Fucking right. I want Ro Laren in Picard season two more than anyone. Yeah. I like those possibilities. Yeah. If we can't get the Cisco, uh, there are a number of others that, I don't know, would be fun to see. Yeah. And there's definitely a willingness of the show to bring some people back. Totally. A uh, suggestion made in the chat, Doubt Furious says Kira would blow up Riker's pizza oven in uh, Star Trek colon Picard. Hey, speaking of pizza ovens, we do have an Adam Ragusea in the chat right now. Hey, Goose. Wow. What's up, the goose? Welcome. Um, but uh, John Delancey has like talked a bunch about the fact that he's going to be in season two, right? Yeah. Um, I actually pulled up something that he had like a quote in this trekmovie.com where he's like, I have rec- or shot two seasons worth Whoa. Uh, of a very different cue for Star Trek Picard. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, that's what we want. A very different cue. Yes. He's not talking about lining up, guys. <laughs> do you think that has like, this is probably like a morbid question, but do you think that has anything to do with age? Anything more to do with age than production schedule at this point? Like if you know you're going to tell a story that goes for a certain number, like the arc is going to be multi-seasonal maybe, uh, would you not want to smush the production together to make sure that you can get it all in? Right. I mean, we've run into John Delancey before at conventions and stuff. He looks like he's in tip-top shape, but like you just never know. Right. Maybe they're doing so much stuff with green screen that it's just like, yeah, why don't we shoot a couple seasons worth while we've got the time on the stage and the actor? Yeah. Who knows? We just need more golems in real life is what we need. Yeah. I would definitely put myself in a golem. I wouldn't even think about it. Wouldn't think twice. You'd probably be impervious to radiation, right? Like you could like go outside the ship and fix the hull. Yeah. Do you think the expectations of Picard as Gollum change? Because like Picard season (laughs) one, Picard's kind of a dope. He's slow. He can't run. He can't fight Romulans or anything. Yeah. Like he was kind of a liability in those, in, in the street attack scene specifically. Like what if all of a sudden he's like Colossus from (laughs) X-Men and he is just kicking all kinds of ass? Yeah, that would be really exciting. Uh, That's that's a fun pivot for season two. I I just look forward to them cutting to the wide shot so that the very much younger stuntman can do the fight Uh scene and then they cut back and get a little close-up of him going like... Yeah. I remember in that in that dinner scene, they were like, uh, like the dinner scene of the season finale. They were like, now, the way we made this golem is is that you'd never 
notice a difference right. in any part of your body, in anything about yourself as kind of a writerly trick to the thing. Right. That can't be the case, right? No. He's going to like, something's going to happen. He's going to discover super strength. <laughs> he's going to grow Goro arms. Yeah. He's going to start ripping people's limbs from from their bodies. <laughs> he's the villain in season two, actually. <laughs> they, <laughs> that would need, be great. They need to get Q's help to stop him because <laughs> he's become so powerful. That would be a very different Q. That's for sure. <laughs> oh man alright Robs why don't we uh, why don't we try for this next clip yes I see many tabs going across the top of that browser so as we know Picard season 2 isn't the only thing that's on the map right now we've also got right. a fourth season of Star Trek Discovery and Anthony Rapp gave a first look how do you think they decide that? Like, how do, how do they go, like, which actor's Twitter are we going to give tens of thousands of new followers to? I don't know, but I'm glad he was one of them. That's it. Should we uh, watch it? Yeah, let's, let's watch this sucker. We're all living in uncertainty. Even for a crew as familiar with it as this one. The stress is taking its toll. But we are not in this alone. None of us are. Five light years across. That's the size of the gravitational anomaly. Where is it headed next? It could go anywhere. And we may not have any kind of warning at all. Federation, non-Federation. This anomaly threatens us equally. Whatever it is, we'll figure it out together. Indeed, we are more than allies. Captain Burnham, make no mistake. You are in charge. She has faith in me. We are facing something we don't understand. Something that could tear us all apart. But there's only one way to confront the unknown. together no don't go close up on the on the saru fingers <laughs> yeah that's not an image you want as the last one people see in your trailer <laughs> yeah that's a deterrent for sure well we see saru he's in there we see grudge yeah new uniforms for the crew seems noteworthy they're official they're gonna stay yeah. they've decided to stay that's the decision I don't think that that was ever in question. You always seem to hold out hope that they might go back to the past. Did anyone ever bring it up? Voyager is such an interesting corollary for this. Like Everyone wants to go back on Voyager. Right. No one has expressed that on Discovery. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think that they, they made the decision eyes open that they had to take the sphere data into the future and leave it there. But I guess there's no reason... For them not to think like, oh, we could leave it here and then us go back by some other means. Right. Oh, but it's the it's the temporal uh, accords thing, right? It's like we we can't go back because time travel is so illegal. We'll get in we'll get in so much trouble. Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, that's the whole reason we saw. It. That's the deterrent. Yeah. Uh, what the hell was that guy's name? The guy in the TNG front zip uniform. 
Oh yeah. We did did a whole bit on him. Yeah, what was his name? See, this is the stuff we just edit back in. Yeah, we'll just edit, and, uh, edit back your, in. Your! Your! <laughs> your is the deterrent, right? You don't want to end up like your. Yeah. That's why we're not going back. And you can't trust Carl's hole, you know? Carl's hole is... is a trick more often than not. We can only send certain people back. If you if you have your own series, we'll send you back. <laughs> That's it, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think of the new uniform? I, I It may just be that I'm resistant to change, but I kind of liked the old uniform. Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of boxy. It's a it's a bit it's on a, the boxy side. More it's, Romulan than uh, than I like to see on a on a Federation person. It's got. Some uh, some tea koozie vibes, doesn't it? It does remind me a lot yeah. of like something Kimmy Gibbler would wear interrupting breakfast <laughs> at the Tanner's house. His spandex is not for everyone. Seems like there's an anomaly and it's really big and it can do lots of damage and they don't know when or where. Did you did you read the rumors that people think it's V'ger? Whoa, that's fun. That's the that's one of the one of the big theories. Like really. <laughs> Come on. Don't make it V'ger. I hope they don't make it V'ger. That would be bad. Got to tell new stories in the new future. That's what I'm saying. Why go to the new future if you're not going to tell new stories there? Yeah. Don't encourage them to do bad things, rumor mongers. Yeah. It's true. This wasn't encouragement. I want to be clear. (laughs) Fresh ideas. Um, Wow. Uh, I'm excited about that. Do we do we have dates for any of these shows, Robs? It looks like the only thing we have solid dates on is Lower Decks, which was next on my Hello. list. Uh, which yeah, is- let's get into it. What a great transition for me to have asked, and no other stuff happened on this episode of The Greatest Discovery. At all. Um, <laughs> we all know these these great Lower Decks characters. Everyone loves them. Boimler. You know, and the rest. August twelfth, they're uh, wow, they're coming back. So that's right around the corner. So we only have uh, June and July really to uh, to keep stretching the taffy of the greatest discovery off season, right? Yeah, and the interesting thing about that is, and we can talk more specifically about this later. But what's going on with Star Trek Prodigy now? I proposed a timeline, guys. Yeah. If Lower Decks is the next show to go live, and we just set Prodigy over to the side for a second, um, and every season has 12 episodes on average, it looks like Lower Decks is going to be August to October, Discovery potentially November to January, and wow. Picard could then be February to April. Is there any question about whether or not we're going to do Prodigy? We're doing Prodigy, right? I think we have to. Yeah, that would be great. It's got Kate Mulgrew in it, right? Yeah. But are we going to do a an adults-only Greatest Gen-style version of a children's show, or are we going to do a show that is all ages because Prodigy's all ages? I say we do a lot of like schedule one drugs and review episodes of Prodigy. That's a surefire way to uh, to make partner on Twitch. Yeah, the uh, the Star Trek convention people will withdraw all their overtures to try and get us to come perform at their convention. Yeah, <laughs> the people love our oblique references. The two percenters that are only two percenters to us. 
Something I will say about Prodigy, though, guys, it's officially confirmed to take place in the Delta Quadrant, a place you are becoming well more, well and well more aware of. Yeah. Um, the home of the Voyager Adventures, and it'll be in 2383. But I'm not sure what that math is. I'm, I don't know where, like, DS9 leaves off and Voyager picks up. But 2383 oh, yeah. seems, seems further than Voyager. We need to bring in the expert on all things Voyager, Brie Belke, yeah. to answer yeah. these questions. Uh, what, is this gonna is this show gonna have spoilers for uh, for Voyager? Are we gonna ruin our our rewatch of Voyager? Oh, it'll ruin it for yeah. me because I still don't know if they make it home. Ooh. I will say this: I saved some of the lines that were in the headlines and uh, little Trek News core things because I felt like it was going to spoil some Voyager stuff. So <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. People are saying post-Voyager in the chat. Mm. Wow. Um, the the image of the characters is, uh, it looks more Star Wars-y than Star Trek to me. The like character designs. Do they all keep their genitals in the same place? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a show about Janeway just going and kicking everyone in the knee and seeing what happens. <laughs> it's a health show <laughs> on Nickelodeon. <laughs> the kids aren't going to school anymore. There's going to be a whole new universe of kinks. Like, you know, you know, Dan Savage is like not even going to be able to do his show in 15 years because these kids will grow up and sex will have become so rococo that nobody will be able to give them advice. I feel like Universe of Kinks is the show title. <laughs> oh, wow. I think you just got there. We got people in the chat just saying ding, <laughs> which is way better than people at a live show saying yeah. ding. That was one of the worst Good live show choices we ever made was to say, <laughs> to get the audience involved in dinging the title. That did not work. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, never do that again. We learn a lot on those live shows. Through failure. <laughs> yeah. One day we'll release Who's Learned the Most? Wow. I have a question for you guys involving Prodigy. A lot of times when I would watch Nickelodeon shows like Doug or Cat Dog or whatever, it's mm -hmm. two 15-minute episodes in one uh -huh. half-hour uh, block. Oh, because kids have such short attention spans. Yeah, and we don't respect them. Right. If that's the case for Prodigy, potentially shake up episode structure? You're, you're suggesting that we release two mini Greatest Discoveries every week? Or two episodes in the same day, but consumed as two separate entities, potentially. Mm. I'm sure that the network would love that. We're just doing weird <laughs> shit with our feed for no reason. <laughs> See, this is what producers have to do, though, because yeah. we, we got to innovate. Would they really care? I mean, the nice thing is that they don't own our show, so we could do weird shit with the feed for no reason. That's what my point was. <laughs> yeah, we could do whatever we yeah. want. <laughs> I don't hate it. Me neither. I love the idea of a 15-minute source show and the rest of the 45 minutes Ben and I spend just fucking around talking about yeah. whatever. I've been, I've been wanting a more free-form show. I've been wanting more Marin. <laughs> you want a whole, you want uh, a long enough Marin that they could refer to it as a Marin era. It's true. That's what I'm advocating for. We don't know who any of these characters are. We don't know what their backstories yeah. are. Who's your favorite character in the lineup? The one that looks like a uh, snot clod. <laughs> Snot's your favorite? Snot's my favorite. Yep. Who's your favorite? I mean, it's it's obviously 
thing in overalls. Wait, there's aren't there two things in overalls? I'm talking about guy on the right. The guy one in from the left kind of looks like he may have overalls on too. I always like uh, like when you play the video games and you have to select among the many characters. Like fighting games are like yeah. this. I always like the biggest guy. Mm-hmm. The biggest guy is often not the best guy. It's usually slower than the right. You get what you what you sacrifice in an agility, you gain in inertia and overall HP. Right, and and often those characters will have like the craziest finishing moves or or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> I never know the button combos for the finishing moves is my problem. You have to really get lucky to win with the biggest guy, I think. <laughs> Adam, would you consider yourself a Blanca boy? Oh, yeah. Blanca boy from back in the day, for sure. I was always a dulcim daddy. Ooh, <laughs> wow. Uh, they just call me a Chun-Li chap because that's where I went with everything. <laughs> I wow. was also big time Chun-Li, yeah. Robs. Chun-Li kicks fucking ass. Yeah, you get him trapped with that kick, man. I'm sure that yeah. people don't like that. Uh, method of playing I would have to choose though out of this list of prodigy uh, elite the uh, little robot guy on the left that robot kind of looks like it could potentially like pull its limbs all into it and roll around like BB-8 and I feel like that is a danger at this point in robot character design you can't be BB-8 you can't you can't even get close to being BB-8 are they trying to sell merch here is that is that what's uh, motivating this character design? Oh, I bet you're right. I bet these are all going to be action figures that you get down at your local Target. I think the yeah, uh, Star Trek uh, uh, comparison is apt, especially with like the like late success of Rebels and all of the Disney Plus cartoons they've rolled out. This is Paramount Plus. Yeah. I mean, this is their Star Wars, obviously. So. Very exciting. Well, I'm I'm just glad that we're getting children interested in pansexual space socialism at an early age. <laughs> when is the Jamaharon episode of Prodigy? <laughs> hey kids, we're going to Riza. Not everyone keeps their genitals in the same place. Yeah. Guys, I did have something else kind of fun that uh, is related, I would say, to cartoons, and that's a new toy that was announced. A new toy. Exactly. Uh, When we're on tour, we display a lot of different figurines on the table. I know uh, Card Daddy's a big collector, and uh, this first contact day, Picard, is uncanny valleying my brain right now. (laughs) Whoa. That expression... Is a real mood. Yeah. It's weird how from different angles it looks more and less realistic. <laughs> yeah. Does does his mouth open? It seems like at certain angles the, the his lips are pursed and then other angles they're not. Is it like that robot mouth that they made to like see if they could get a mechanical device to make human noises and it just goes ba 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 I hate to hear it when the batteries are running out <laughs> No no these are getting worse as you click through Is part of it oh. that the that the uh that the fabric is just the wrong scale for a human face It looks like Picard has Durst face. <laughs> I, I did get a direct message from the card daddy 
that says he's just sickeningly waxy and almost has Kevin Spacey vibes. Wow. That's fair. The array of hands and guns it comes with is pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you take the shirt all the way off and get JL Pipes mode when he like rope climbs in the in the uh, big climactic scene in the warp core? People do mod toys, right? Like, so we could like put aspects of this with like an old He-Man toy. Oh yeah, and really put the pipes on it. You could recreate the murder of Vincent Lynch whenever you want. <laughs> I never knew how deep the mod of toys world went, but. So Bill Bill Tilly runs our uh, Greatest Trek Instagram account, and he just has used it to follow all these toy modding accounts. So when I go on there to like post something, if Bill is at work and can't get to it or whatever, I'm just like, oh, somebody has like gone in and made like this an Uncanny Valley uh, <laughs> Balana Torres toy <laughs> or whatever. Hey, Robs, does this company have they made other Star Trek related? figures that that do it this way or is this the first uh, I, time they've done I it I believe they have and I think there was also a uh, a data toy let's see if there was a link to that in here um Robs I'm I'm nervous for you with this these tabs I'm worried you're going to click uh-huh. on a tab and we're going to see something bad <laughs> well yeah just be comfortable uh, oh and oh, there it is boy. oh man wow too bad people didn't tune in for this one they would have seen just what a T-bone steak almost looks like. Um, <laughs> yeah, here's the data, which seems intense. Yeah. So are they replaceable heads or are there skin flaps that you that you put on this action oh, figure? Oh, God. That's got to be a replaceable head yeah. situation. Somebody in the chat is saying that this data toy is $189. What? It's a pretty oh. penny. You know what? For next year's Max Fun Drive, we should get a couple of these and then- uh, <laughs> explode them yeah. somehow strap them to an m80 yeah adam these uh these rifles that these guys come with look a lot like the 3d printed rifle you opened on a recent uh code 47 marin on greatest gen it's true uh that's a that's a weapon i have in a box as a kid i would have killed to have the tricorder and phaser that came with my star trek toys actually be differentiated of color and have details on them and not just be injection molded in like purple plastic. Yeah. I mean, this is the dream, right? <laughs> this is the dream. <laughs> this this is where your $189 is going. You see data in the package. You think, you think a couple of things. You think about all the scenes you could create, all the fun you could have. Right. And also what his head would look like on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Super gross. It's to uh, it's to serve as a warning to other action figures that might. Yeah, secondary heads <laughs> should be a thing that come in all action figure packages. <laughs> that uh, that Wrath of Khan figure that we have, I feel like has a has a few secondary yeah. limbs. Um, that sometimes yep. comes on tour with us. That thing has secondary pecs. Wasn't really made for traveling. That that figure. What's great about displaying these action figures on our stage setup is we'll put them together and then we'll we'll like have our menagerie up front and then we'll just dump the heads and the hands in a pile at the feet of the action figures. Yeah, we're like, what do we do with these? I don't know. Really sets the tone. 
Hey, Robs, yep. I see a YouTube link in the uh, in the chat that says Lower Deck Season 2 trailer. Ooh. I think non-zero chance that that's just a Rickroll, but uh, do you want to mm-hmm. do you want to live dangerously and click on it? I am going to live dangerously, and I'm going to do that by opening the link in a separate tab that is wow. not being shared on the screen. <laughs> Sergeant Siege would never do that to yeah. you. What up? We doing sci-fi stuff today? missing is Boimler. He's got to be having the time of his life. Ah! Red alert! I'm starting to think this jam session's got too many licks and not enough comps. What does that even mean? Ah! Wow. Oh man, that Jonathan Frakes makes it fun, huh? Yeah. Mm. Every situation more fun with him. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that Boims is uh, is stationed on a different ship at the beginning of this. I wonder if they're going to get him back to the Cerritos. Do you think he'll do something to like fuck up and get bumped down to Cerritos? Or does he put in for a transfer? I think you can tell more in different stories if they're in different places, though. I yeah, that's I might true. be into that for a whole season. I, I, I could get into that as well. Uh, I like seeing the Anbo Jitsu get up on uh, Ensign Mariner there. That's fun. I wonder if uh, Boimler would potentially get his ship in a uh, situation where they all need to be rescued and this series like story is how everyone has to like save Boimler mm. again. I mean, the first season was so episodic that it'd be surprising if they went with a big, long, season-long arc kind of format for season two, but I feel like they have enough freedom with that show that they potentially could. Who do you think would win in a fight between Captain Riker and Ensign Mariner in an Anbo Jitsu battle? Wow. <laughs> I'm still grieving the loss of Shax, honestly, <laughs> and how badly I would like to see that character fight Anbo Jiu-Jitsu. Damn. That would be huge. They sent him out on top, though. RSVP Shax. I'm going to have to rewatch that series before it comes back because I, I feel like I've I forgot how much I loved Shaq. So I forgot I was missing him. Yeah. I think someone's going to learn from like Shaq's journal. Ooh. And so we'll probably get some fun flashbacks because it's it feels like Shaq isn't a character you create to just kind of toss to the side after the first season. Great. Mm. Great cut to the wide with him. But Shaq's flashbacks. But he's a powerful character. Yeah. Are we going to be cut into the wide even more oh, yeah. in season two? <laughs> As of this recording, our Futurama episode is, has dropped today. But um, uh, I, we talked a lot about like the the comedy math of Futurama versus Lower Decks. And one thing I came back to and re-listening to that is if the ship is fucked up in Lower Decks, it's fucked up. <laughs> like they have to fix the ship is is like guaranteed to be a part of the logic in a lower decks episode whereas if you fuck up the ship in Futurama the next scene it might be back to normal with no explanation yeah right and how many times did the planet express crash just in this episode like four times yeah. 
Kind of a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Well, that was exciting. I'm glad that wasn't a Rick roll. I've seen that video plenty of times. We can only do that trick once, though. Like, we can never click on another link in the chat. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've, after this, we after it burned the that first time. Today. Yeah. Um, you guys were all here for it when we, when we burned the clicking a, a link in the chat trick. Um, do we want to, is there, are there any other tabs in your browser? I am, I am at the full amount of news that I was able to find the most salacious. So my tabs (laughs) have been, uh, counted and we are totally run through. Yeah. Uh, there is one, thing that I, that I didn't tab out, but we should discuss. They did push the Trek movie another year. So, uh, still waiting on that next movie. Well, that is not exactly a shock. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really been even thinking about another Star Trek movie, to be honest. It seemed like that's that's going to be in development hell forever. I mean, movies in general are in development hell now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. movies as a as a thing. Um, well, Rob, thank you so much for sitting in with us. I think Adam and I need to go check out the Priority One message inbox and. Uh, so I'm going to fade you out, but uh, thank you so much for walking us through all the new Trek news, Producer Robs. No problem. I know this is an episode after Max Fun Drive, but I just want to say thanks to everyone who pledged during the drive. Uh means a lot to me. And uh, you guys have a good rest of the episode. Thanks, thanks Robs. We just described all of the new Star Trek programming coming out that we are obligated to cover. Yeah. Uh, and if you want us to be able to continue to do that, that's, I mean, supports the way it happens. It is. All right, Adam, do you want to get into the P1s? Oh, yeah. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Ben, our first priority one message is from Ryan from Sacktown. It is to Ben and Adam. All right. I feel like we keep hearing from Ryan from Sacktown. Ryan keeps the show going with these P1s. <laughs> it's true. Message goes like this. When I heard you were taking pitches for app ideas, <laughs> just had to toss in my two cents. Wow. First choice would be the pilot of Red Dwarf. Huh. The less you know about the first step before you see it, the better. So I'll say <laughs> no more. But okay. It's a ton of fun. Wow. All right. Noted, Ryan from Sacktown. Second choice is S2E26, Assignment Earth from TOS. So it's a it's a TOS recommended episode. Okay. Such a dumb good time, <laughs> says Ryan from Sacktown. Are we going to do it? I kind of like the second one. Okay. More than the first, if I've got to choose. Do you want to make it interesting and flip a coin and just, just go with whatever the coin tells us to do? <laughs> I feel like Red Dwarf was always on the PBS station of the... The friend of my parents, like we, <laughs> like we'd go visit my parents' friends, and then we'd go, we'd get sat in front of the TV to watch public television, and Red Dwarf would be on it. It, it was just totally impenetrable to me. Yeah, I yeah. don't have good memories of Red Dwarf. That's how I feel about Doctor Who. But maybe, um, maybe the uh, maybe the way to to cleanse that is to uh, is to revisit it from Jump. But I don't know. I don't I'm wanna... going into the chat for this. What? What? We can't do a vote in the chat, can we? Is that a thing? Oh, that's probably a thing. Maybe if we were partners, we could do a vote in the chat. Oh yeah, maybe we can get Yusung in here to set up uh, 
set up some sort of voting system. Yeah, that'd be great. God, people want us to do Red Dwarf. Wow. I feel like it looks pretty split. Hmm. What would you rather do? I don't want to flip a coin. It feels too dangerous. I, I want to do what we want to do. Yeah. Okay, let's do TOS. We'll enjoy it. All right. <laughs> the next priority one message we have here is from Sherry, and it's to Q. Uh-oh. Hmm. <laughs> Q. No, not that Q. Andy Scotty, too hotty Q. You've always wanted one of these personal messages. Well, here you go. I spent all my gold-pressed latinum to, to pay for this message just for you. I am not Picard. I am your wife. If you don't absolutely love this message, you owe me a gift. Maybe some shoes, so I'm, so I'm as cute as a Borg. Love, your queen. Wow. Q, uh, Q has got a great wife, I can tell. I can tell Q's wife is totally rad. I just sort of figured Q would be, uh, I mean, I'm glad Q and Cherry are together. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But I think uh, you got to be a pretty impressive person to, to hang on to a Q. Yeah. To hang on to Q even now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Well, uh, thank you to Sherry and Ryan from Sacktown for getting those Priority One messages. Uh, if you listening would like one, head to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. What do you think of when you think of male grooming? Maybe it's a sharp haircut and a little bit of product. Or a bit of the old beard wax twisted into the ends of a mustache. Maybe it's a shower, a shave, a little spritz of fragrance. Me? I think of shaving my nuts. And not just my nuts, all around those nuts. I'm talking all around those nuts. And this form of male grooming is hard to do when your junk looks like a log of Play-Doh rolled through a dustpan in a barber shop. It's wrinkly, it's wriggly, nothing stays in place, and it's the one area where you don't want to have an accident. That's why I'm glad we're sponsored by the spring cleaning champions at Manscaped. They sent me their brand new lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. It's their fifth generation trimmer featuring two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little bit off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. They also sent me an extra-large Manscaped t-shirt, which I will never wear, but it was nice of them to do. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TREK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TREK at manscaped.com. Nothing like a little spring cleaning in your pants. I have tried so many meal services over the years. After all, I am a podcast host. And I gotta tell you, Factor Meals is my favorite. Why? Because I can go from... What am I going to have for dinner to eating a great dinner in exactly two minutes with Factor Meals? And don't sleep on their smoothies either. I got six of these in the box this week. Mango, tropical fruit, strawberry or banana. They're all amazing. They're like meal supplements I can enjoy while I'm on the go. Head to factormeals.com slash trek50 and use the code trek50 to get 50% off. Again, that's the code TREK50 at factormeals.com slash TREK50 to get 50% off. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. 
We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Okay, Adam. Hey, Ben. What? (laughs) Did you discover yourself an Edward Larkin? (laughs) You know, it's got to be Rob's, right? It has to be Rob's. Yeah, Rob's is the Edward Larkin of this episode. First timer for Rob, I think. Yeah. Uh, He he created a triple-like number of clips for us to watch. Yeah. And... uh, I appreciate it. We kind of threw that at him like yesterday afternoon. We said, hey, get get a sense of what's going on uh, Trek news-wise and then uh, put a show together for us. And he did a great job. That, that's why he's such a talented producer. It's been that kind of week. It's been a week of, you have a day to do this, by yeah, the way. Yeah. And it's been all around us. <laughs> it really has. Uh, I'm hoping that that will pay off in spades uh, on Thursday when we do our big Destroy the Falcon 2 colon Destroyer the Coliseum event but um for now why don't we throw to rob's outro and uh he will take it away from here the greatest discovery is a maximum fun podcast hosted by adam pranica and ben harrison it's produced by me rob schulte our theme music is by adam ragusia Go check out his YouTube channel and cook your next meal today. Thanks so much for all of the help during the Max Fun Drive. If for whatever reason you've decided now is the perfect time to join, just go to MaximumFun.org join and pledge your support. Anytime someone supports, it's helpful to our show. So thank you. If you'd like to follow us in other areas of the internet, we've got a Twitter, an Instagram, this Twitch channel... The social media is run by the great Bill Tilly, our card daddy. He's also the firewall for any questions directly related to Adam and Ben, so shoot him a DM on the Twitter if you've got a question about the show. Make sure to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Greatest Discovery. Oh shit, did everybody freeze but me? I'm I'm Oh shit, Rob's is frozen. Rob's is, fro- Rob's is frozen and he <laughs> Unless looks, he's doing a bit on no. us. He looks shocked. Oh my god. <laughs> no. What the hell is going on? <laughs> it's a very surprising conclusion to the show, Ben. Yeah.
I'm going to hit stop on my audition, by the way. Okay. I'll, I'll go and do the same uh, so now we can talk in private about Rob's. Uh, he'll never... Maximumfun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.